This episode of the F1 Girlies is recorded on Nunnawal Country. We pay respect to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello! My name is Mick and welcome to the F1 Girlies. Um, And if you're back, welcome back um as you would kind of i guess semi-guess i am riding solo today um because geneva isn't feeling 100 percent. but we both really wanted to put something out today especially because of all of the news going down with daniel ricardo taking over for nick debris at alpha tori so i'm gonna get straight into it let's talk about it (laughs) So if you did miss it, last week on the 12th of July, breaking news came out that Daniel Ricciardo is going to be taking over from Nick DeBreves and it was pretty sudden and it was taking immediate effect. So Daniel will be hitting the grid this coming weekend at the Hungarian Grand Prix and he's, you know, all set in the white and blue and is going to be partnering Yuki. So because Jen wasn't feeling well, I still felt like we had to hear from her on what her thoughts are. So she's done a few little voice memos for us. I asked her a few questions just so we could find out how Jen is feeling about this um, and what her thoughts are. So this is what she said. Guys, excuse my voice, but I am so excited that Daniel is going to be back on the grid. I thought we were going to have to wait till next year. But the fact that he is now going to be back on the grid earlier, I'm so happy. But then I also can't help but feel so bad for Nick. You know, I really thought that AlphaTauri would give him, you know, that one year. And it's also quite difficult because I feel like as a rookie, he's still getting used to Formula One. But at the end of the day, I guess he just really wasn't performing and maybe they just didn't see the improvement or if there was any improvement so I can definitely see it from a business perspective you know they've got to you know make money and get results so it's so unfortunate for Nick and I really do hope that another team does take him under their wing but it's just so exciting to see Daniel back on the track um he's been very missed by everyone and I'm just so excited to have two Aussies now on the track it's just so exciting so for me I have a lot of kind of mixed feelings about this for starters I think it's quite a shame what has happened to Nick and I personally feel like it was it's it's been a bit crazy because I feel like Red bull and kind of f1 did an incredible job of putting out a lot of daniel ricardo social media content and like interviews and stories and just getting us really really excited and hyped and you know seeing people who are part of danny nation getting really really excited about this and then of course australians and people that i've spoken to who've stopped watching it this year but now are very excited to start watching again like it it is really really exciting to see him back on the grid and I can't like I can't stress that enough and how exciting it is to see Daniel back but I think that there's always like a bittersweet sort of 
situation when it comes to another driver losing that seat especially because it's not the end of a season it's not the end of a contract it's literally like Nick was given almost like an ultimatum you have to do better and then all of a sudden now that time has come to an end so again if this is the first you're kind of hearing about it I'm gonna take us back to around the time of Spain where Helmut Marco, who is the Red Bull advisor, came out and said that Nick needed to do better by Spain or else he was likely to lose his seat. And in a way, he was kind of fluctuating again with with his point status and things like that. And then what happened was after Silverstone, Red Bull was doing their Pirelli tyre test. And as the story goes, Daniel was setting incredible times in the Red Bull. So that's what we have to note here is that Daniel was in a Red Bull, he was doing tyre tests and he was clocking incredible times, which apparently would have had him at the front of the grid for Silverstone. And so as the story goes, that meant that Christian Horner got on the phone to Helmut Marco and essentially said, Daniel's doing an exceptional job and... I believe this is how the story goes. Then Nick was dropped and this kind of all happened within a couple of days. So Nick was dropped and I believe Nick's team went to a newspaper trying to get ahead of the game with Red Bull and then and the next minute we get the breaking news on Wednesday. The whole world that Nick DeBriefs has lost his seat, Daniel Ricciardo is getting his seat. And again like what's so kind of crazy about this whole like whirlwind of a thing is that Nick DeBriefs himself hasn't put out a statement on his Instagram like pretty much all we've seen from him is that he's just taken away his Instagram line from his bio Um, and then there were images of him out with Toto Wolf and again I, I like I just I feel like because Nick was a rookie he kind of deserves a little bit more time in the car I think I think it would have been nice if Red Bull and Alpha Tori had kind of given him that that shot at at making it to the end of the season to have that year that year's worth of experience try and find his rhythm and I do understand that at the end of the day this is a money-making sport and if you're not living up to the amount of money that the team is putting into you then that's that is just the nature of this game. But then for Helmut Marko to come out and say, oh no, we can't really count Nick as a rookie because he's so experienced and he's like older than these young guys. I kind of just, again, I just feel like that's a little bit too harsh because it is a new vehicle. It is different. It's very different to Formula E and it's, it is really sad to now see that Nick, Nick's gone. Like it, it kind of just, to me, it feels a little bit surreal, but I guess in a way like, I guess we will just have to find out this weekend as to how Daniel's going to go because when he was doing the tie test, he was in a Red Bull. Like, uh, AlphaTauri is a different car. Like, yes, they are a sister company, but it's a different car. So I'm going to be extremely intrigued to to see what actually happens. (sighs) But going back to Nick, there were photos that were pretty quickly snapped up of Nick meeting up with Toto um, pretty much on the day of announcements. Um, and this kind of has my brain kind of ticking as to what might happen next. Because I do I do think it'll be interesting whether this is kind of like the end of the road for Nick and whether he'll now change kind of categories or whether he'll go into like, I don't know, IndyCar or something like that. Um, but I feel like there's also a very good possibility that he could 
stay kind of within the F1 realm because of his relationship with Toto and like his experience having been that third driver at Mercedes. So part of me kind of thinks that maybe what will happen is that there's also like a lot of speculation going around that Toto is fighting for Mick Schumacher to take Logan Sargent's seat at Williams. And if that were to happen, I kind of feel like maybe this will be a domino effect. Like either Toto is going to try and get Mick at Williams and then Nick will come back as the Mercedes reserve driver. And again, like I don't know if this is like a plan for them to replace Logan during the summer break as well or whether this will be like at the end of the year when his contract's up. But like I also wonder if like maybe now this is them saying hey let's get Nick in a Williams I feel like maybe that's a little bit more far-fetched because Williams even though I personally believe Williams is kind of doing a lot better like I guess Williams and Elvatore are kind of on that same playing field so maybe you know that wouldn't be the best transition for Nick to go to but like it kind of wouldn't surprise me if Nick does stay within that kind of within F1 and especially that Mercedes family and like how as I like to describe it and how kind of if you haven't read Gunther's book he describes it very well about satellite teams but I kind of feel like Williams is a semi-satellite team to Mercedes and I think that's why I'm kind of like it'll be interesting to see where Nick ends up here because I, I don't really see him going to any other team like I don't see him taking either of like Kevin or Nico's contract at the end of the year I don't really see him going to Alfa Romeo either so for me it's like I kind of feel like he's either that he's more likely to stay within Mercedes as that reserve driver and again Mick maybe taking a Williams seat or the other possibility is maybe him just going to a different like going to IndyCar or something like that but but I did ask Jen about this so I wanted to know what her thoughts were on me like the Nick and Toto meeting as well as like what her predictions are for Nick's future. I love that when everyone is in doubt they go to see Toto. Toto is love, Toto is life as we all know Um, but I really don't know how things are going to go down you know like I feel like things are just going to start to get crazy. Like, I know it's only July, but I feel like silly season is just soon approaching. So I feel like things are just going to get very interesting. Um, But I really feel like Toto wants the best for Mick. And I think he's going to try and get him you know, into a driver's seat somewhere. Logan is a big question mark in my mind because I feel like he's getting experience and Williams is, like, trying to show him the way and teach him um, and develop him as a driver. But I really don't know. Um, Would they, yeah, would Mercedes be okay with taking Nick? Um, I really just don't know how it's going to go because, you know, Nick's, I guess, numbers or um, his sort of, his progression isn't a selling point at this moment, but I think he's going to need someone like Toto to back him up and just, um, you know, vouch for him. So I I, I don't really don't know what's going to happen, but I'm very keen to see what will happen next okay 
<laughs> so I guess the next portion of this is like that flip side of the coin. Daniel Daniel going to Alpha Tori and how that's gonna look. Like already I'm like so excited about the pairing of Yuki and Daniel. Like I think fan forums are gonna get so exciting. I think Already we've seen like Red Bull just like publishing so much about him, so much on social medias, which is just incredible. So I'm kind of hyped to see if they, like how how good this is going to be. Like it's almost like that pairing of Yuki and Pierre back together, but now it's Daniel and Yuki and I feel like it's just going to be so golden. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like Alpha Tori has already like skyrocketed in their like merch and things like that because of this, because it's genuinely like it's such such a good pairing but with this as well and I've kind of seen this like floating around quite a bit is the Yuki and Daniel pairing now begs the question what's going to happen to Michael (laughs) because for people who didn't know Michael was Daniel's personal trainer and then this year he has taken on that role with Yuki and I think it has been an exceptional pairing for Yuki I don't know what's changed like I know that at the start of the year they said that they tried to get like a sports psychologist in to help Yuki with his anger management but like I think there is a good chance that like Michael's also part of this equation as to how Yuki is doing so well this season but like at the end of the day like it, it seems as though Michael is contracted to Yuki or he is contracted to Alpha Tori so it's going to be interesting if this does mean that now Michael is going to be Danny's personal trainer or like whether he's gonna have that job back or whether he is just gonna like stick with Yuki or if there's gonna be maybe overlap or something like that like like it's 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 so interesting and I I really wanted to get Jen's thoughts on this too. I'm very excited for Yuki and Daniel to be in a team together I feel like this is the duo we never knew we needed I feel like the admins content is going to be unhinged but in the best way possible please excuse my washing machine in the background um I think the admin content is going to be unhinged and it's going to be incredible um I really hope though that Michael doesn't jump ship back to Daniel purely just because I think he's really helped Yuki develop um and improve I think it's been a huge part of that because I feel like Yuki's been doing really well so I really hope that Michael sticks with Yuki but I'm not sure how the contracts work um but just having them all under that one team I'm just so excited I think it's going to be a really positive environment that's what I'm hoping for I do feel like this has been such a huge craziness and it really does feel like the domino effect of silly season now starting and like I feel like this kind of happened last year where we had Sebastian Vettel his retirement was kind of that domino effect of all of the drama of silly season last year and I just feel like this this is this year's start to that domino effect like we've already had a lot of rumors circulating about like what's going to happen with Checo like apparently Charles Leclerc and both Carlos signs have been approached by Red Bull to kind of join that then you also have speculation that Carlos signs is still looking to go to Audi in 2026 then there was also the story that Alex Albon has been approached by Red Bull but he's turned that down which to me makes a lot of sense like 
I think Jen and I have had this conversation in the past where it's like we do see Alex kind of fitting and gelling a lot more with Williams and like how he signed his contract and made a statement last year saying he's very excited about the future of Williams and his role in that. So that didn't surprise me that he would turn that down and especially with the way his relationship ended at Red Bull. So, but it's still crazy like that they have approached him for that. So it's really, there's so many questions about like where what's going to happen with that Red Bull seat like is Checo going to keep it because Christian Horner keeps coming out saying no Checo's got his seat safe there but Helmut Marco to me is just such a chaotic individual like and I don't mean that in any harsh way I just mean that like when he says something it happens and it can happen very very quickly so I really don't know what's going to happen with Checo's seat and because of that it's like is this you know a Daniel showing I can get back in that Red Bull. Or I've also seen other people speculating that this is this Daniel and Yuki's pairing is actually to showcase where Yuki is. Like, is Yuki at that place where he can become that second driver for Red Bull? So there's th- that other element to this as well. So it's pretty crazy. Um, but I w- we will dive into this whole silly season situation with Jen in our next episode because I really do want to hear and dive into that a lot more but to end up this to to round up this story pretty much I I had to ask Jen about her fantasy team because she's she has been having a really rough go and she was like uh, she was very excited about having Nick on her team so I wanted to find out and I did ask her I my question to her was and finally and the most important question how has this affected your fantasy team and this is what she said so my fantasy f1 team um is still coming last um yeah look yeah I'm I'm not going well I am coming last in our league but it's fine um so yeah this thing pops up and it's like Nick is no longer available um Daniel is now you can pick Daniel so it doesn't automatically switch it but then I've now switched my Nick for Daniel so we'll see how it goes I have high hopes for Daniel this week And that's going to round up our story of Daniel and Nick. I feel like we'll probably, again, dive into this a lot more. As I said, I do feel like this is going to be the domino effect of how Silly Season's going to go down, how contracts are going to be filled, because we've still got seven... Actually, yeah, we do. We still have seven drivers who seats up at the end of the season, including Daniel Ricciardo now. So it is going to be a very, very interesting, very interesting to watch and see how this plays out. Um, but now we're going to change gear slightly and we're going to, I'm, I'm, I, (laughs) I'm going to talk all about Hungary because that's where we are this week. It's race week and I'm very excited. I feel like, of course, it's going to be a max win I don't I don't think that's going to change I feel like this stage the only way Max won't win is with the DNF but it is so exciting and I feel like Silverson really set this up for us is that that second position it can really go to anyone at the moment 
because I feel like there's not a huge amount of consistency in performance and we saw an incredible job from McLaren and the Mercedes mechanics and engineers have come out saying like that is something to watch that is something that we have got our eye on now we still have Aston Martin who I've I've read a few articles I've heard a few people talk like has Aston Martin actually taken a step back with what they've tried to achieve in their upgrades but I don't think we can discount them then I I still think Alonso has a fighting chance of doing very well this season especially if we don't know how Checo is going to go we've got the Ferrari boys who again it's like some weeks they just have an incredible run other weeks not so again it's like how is this gonna how is this gonna go for the boys like are they are they gonna have a good run on this and then of course we also have Mercedes who I feel like again it's it fluctuates that it feels like they've have a step forward um and then some days they just they have a step back so I'm very very intrigued as to how this fight is gonna happen between Ferrari Mercedes McLaren and Aston now like it it really has opened up a lot of excitement for that second position for the constructors um as and again, depending on how Checo's performance is, like it's a very, it does make that those second and third positions very, very exciting. So with that, I'm going to dive into my predictions for the weekend. As I said, I think it's very, very safe to say that Max Verstappen is going to get a pole position and that he is going to get first place. But look, I wouldn't discount Charles Leclerc having a very good run and a very good chance at getting pole position. I feel like he just has magic during qualifying. So I'm not going to discount that either. But as for my podium, as I said, Max, I'm definitely going to be number one. Number two, I do think we might have a Checo Perez podium there. I just I feel like Checo's kind of been out of the run for a little bit. And this might be that weekend where it's like, okay, I really have to up my game. Similar to Austria. It's like I have to up my game and be on the podium. And that third position, I do think it might go to Lando Norris. I think... We've seen McLaren do a very good job and it will be very interesting to see how they follow up after Austria and Silverstone. So I'm not I'm not going to discount McLaren and I do think it could be a Lando Norris podium. So that's my prediction. And for a cheeky fourth position, I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc, my boy. It's my hope, my dreams. I would love him to be a bit higher up. But I do think it's going to be a Max 1, a Checo 2, and a Lando 3. And of course, to round things up, I also had to ask Jen. I, ha- I had to know her predictions for the weekend. And this is what she said. As we all know, my predictions for the weekend is not on the statistics, um, but purely based on the hopes, dreams and vibes. So I'm predicting that um, in qualifying, the pole position will be, I think I'm just going to be cheeky. I'm just going to say Lando, like why not? And then for my actual podium prediction, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Max first. Lando second and Daniel third because why not I am really intrigued to see how it goes this week for McLaren and I'm just I think all eyes are going to be on Daniel this weekend and I'm just like so excited to see him back in action I think it's going to be a really exciting weekend I always do love hopes dreams and feelings how is this going to go um so 
they're our predictions. They are our predictions for the weekend. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, but if you have made it this far, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, you can also check out our other content that we post on TikTok and Instagram where we kind of discuss what the boys have been up to during the week as well as the wags. So if you're interested in hearing about that too, please come and join us um, <laughs> on our socials. Um, and as always, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, and we will catch you in our next episode. Hopefully, Jen will be back then. Um, and we're going to debrief debrief on hungry and see how we fared with our predictions and what craziness is going to go down and of course we're going to dive into how daniel ricardo does on his race back but again thank you so much for listening and i will catch you in our next episode bye this podcast was brought to you by cliche media group